Welcome to Born For This, a podcast where stories are shared to show God's faithfulness through seasons of discernment. Today's guest is Alex Nieves to share a story about a very difficult decision she had to make, her thought process through all of that, and ultimately how it turned out. Now here's Alex and your host, Clarissa Christensen. Okay. Hey, Alex, what's going on? How are you doing today? I'm great. Clarissa, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so glad that you're here. This is really exciting. Oh my gosh, your apartment's so cute. Like a little flower picture back there. And Thank you for inviting me. It's like we're like having a coffee conversation, but... I know, except I finished like four cups of coffee already, so I can't, <laughs> I can't let myself have any more. <laughs> I was like already my heart's racing, just like in excitement. So I'm like, okay, no, calm down, Claire. That's like too much <laughs> So you and I go, I, I feel like it's this, it's so funny because it, you and I go way back uh, a friendship. Like I, I want to say we're going on like five years of knowing each other. But we've literally hung four or five years, but we've literally hung yeah. out in person like three times, like for three weekends in like almost like half a decade. It, has it and, only been three weekends? I Yeah, because we went to the first two conference weekends together and then I missed that next year. And then we, I think, oh, actually it might only I be two. Only two. I think it's two. It was the one at the lake and then the yeah. one with the lazy river, the Texas yes. lazy river. Yes, y'all. Okay, can we like this is just such a uh a little commercial right now for like being Catholic and being unified in Jesus because we seriously met through a mutual friend of ours and at a Catholic young adult conference and we worshiped together and we did talks together and we connected over like mutual singleness and looking for love and <laughs> all the things and then you know praise God for social media which I don't say that often but thank God for for social media because we now like wow. we communicate like not not quite daily but I mean sometimes we're like multiple times a day we're texting <laughs> or like yeah. Marco Poloing I'm like girl you will not believe yeah. what just happened <laughs> So I just, I love that. I think I was, I was telling my mom like, oh yeah, I was talking to my friend Alex and she's like, have I met her? And I was like, no, like I've only met her like twice technically, but like (laughs) we're really good friends. And she's like, I don't understand the world of today and like how you can become really good friends when you don't see people. And I'm like, well, it's just is what it is. And we praise Jesus for it. So you know what? It's worked out so well, I think because of like technology and stuff too. And just like by keeping, I hate to say keeping tabs, but like, you know, mm-hmm. looking at your stories or your Instagram posts, like even just getting that little snippet of information, like it gives me a good lens yeah. about what's going on in your day or like what you're up to. Absolutely. That definitely helps, um, well, number one, know what's going on, but like helps lead into conversation. Like, Hey, oh my God, I saw on your post that, you know, X, Y, and Z happened. And oh my God, I saw the cover of your book. Oh my God, girl. <laughs> oh, wow. Normally I give the plugs for my book. So thanks for that. <laughs> it's called Worthy. The cover is beautiful. You can find it on Love Amazon. It. <laughs> Love it. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think that it's like, it's so true. And I think that knowing, knowing some of those, like what I would consider to be like, I don't really put super deep stuff on social media all the time. Right. Like I try to, but there's always like some part of those posts that are not seen because I mean, hello, private life. Yeah. But I think that, that having those posts helps kind of cut through. It's like, I already know kind of with the superficial things that are going on in your life. So then I feel already this connection of like, Oh, I kind of know what your day was like. So, but I know this other big thing was happening. So we can like cut through the small talk and like jump through the big stuff in our, in our conversation. So when they're limited, we can make them count. And I, I love that. 
Um, I didn't intend for that to be like a whole rant on like how to communicate and how to stay connected with people, but there you go. If you need to, I mean, real life example, because we really have only hung out twice. (laughs) And like, I think it's, I think you're right. I think it's four or five years. I mean, math is hard at this point. Math is really hard. Yeah. It's not, that part's that important, but yeah, only two real life hangouts. Yeah. That's so funny. I love it. We <laughs> plan, we plan hangouts all the time. And I'm like, I feel like I invite you to my girls nights. Cause I tell you all about them. And then we do the same thing. I'm like, Oh my gosh, you had pizza and wine. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Different people and different friends and different days, but we both had one on that weekend. <laughs> yeah. So funny. Oh my gosh. So I wanted to chat with you today because, you know, we're all about on this podcast talking about following God's will and just getting to know God's heart and how he speaks to each of us so differently and how he calls us to different paths and different things. And so I wanted you to be able to share, you had kind of a, what I would consider to be just a really wild experience, um, a year ago. That's one way to put it. Right. Like I was trying to, (laughs) you know, I'm like, how do we, how do we even sum this up? I don't even know, but you know, I I know that you went through a a part of contemplating career and making some changes and kind of bouncing back to to similar things and all of that and took a little hiatus. So I want to, I mean, I want you to to share with us a little bit about what that looked like and, and how you discerned through that process. So can you tell us like, what you were doing at the time and what you left and, and all of that. Sure. So, um, this was fall 2018. So I'm an educator by trade. Um, I have been doing it. I just finished my, uh, 14th school year. So this will be year 15 starting in August. Anyhow, just so crazy because you're like only 21. I, I mean, if you could look at <laughs> how like you. stunningly gorgeous she is, she thank literally you, looks you. like she's 12. It's fine. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> so fall 2018, um, I was going into my third year of teaching um, fourth grade. So I have had experience doing middle school for a long time, high school. And I was like, you know what? I want to get some elementary experience. This was year three. Um, we, as a fourth grade team, knew even like the year prior that this group of kids is going to be difficult for several different reasons. So not a very large cohort, but, um, you know, high social, emotional, academic needs. You never know kind of what kind of class you're going to get. Some years they're like really go-getters and have, you know, are, are able to get along well. And sometimes you just have kids that um, our struggle for whatever reason. So we knew that going into the school year is going to be tough. Um, it was tough from the beginning. I feel like I didn't have the support that I needed. Um, not so much because they weren't, they being administration or whomever mm-hmm. wasn't able to provide the support. I think they just really didn't know how to help us. And everyone I, was at a loss. Yeah. And I basically threw in the towel in the sense that I'm, I'm normally a go-getter. I'm going to give you 110%. I'm going to do whatever it takes to get the job done. It got to the point where I showed up to work on time. So, you know, so that wouldn't look weird, but I can tell you, I wasn't doing 110%. I was doing Mm -hmm. the bare minimum, you know, 
which is so outside of your character. Uh, like your yeah. personality is like to to give 150, not to get right. Like right at 100. Right. And I will say that like my mental health was definitely tanking. I was whining and complaining to my team every day, all the time. Think of Eeyore yeah. having that cloud. It was like that. And I didn't really know what to do, honestly. Like I was just like, you know, I just gotta, just gotta make it, make to Thanksgiving, make it to Christmas, you know, and then, and then it'll be over. Um, and unfortunately in education, test scores, data, it's always a topic of conversation. Um, that's often used to prove your worth as an educator. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, like, are you hitting all the marks? Statistically speaking, Yeah. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And so I had a conversation once with my building principal going over some data. Hey, so your data wasn't so hot whatever, whatever, whatever. The conversation then sprang to, you know, it seems like you're struggling, (laughs) obviously, you know, (laughs) and like, like, what tipped you off? And honestly, Clarissa, it was to the point where like when the kids would go to specials, so that's PE music, I would be in my room sobbing hysterically, Mm -hmm. like a kind of cry that happens in your deepest dark despair, right? Yeah. And this happened on more than one occasion. It just like comes over you. And I would say usually like that type of emotional response happens like when you are alone in your house and like in your safe space. Like I think that says a lot that you were able to have those like, you know, meltdowns like in public where they could have been, you know, you could have been interrupted like that. That just shows the amount of emotional stress that you were under. Well, and and I had been interrupted several times in the sense that it was clear and apparent that Miss Nemes is not doing okay. Yeah. So, um, fast forward to around Thanksgiving, I'm having this conversation with my administrator about my test scores, blah, blah, blah. blah. And she was like, so what do you want to do? And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? Well, do you like being a teacher? And I was like, uh, like the questions she would, she was posing were very poignant in the sense that I was like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to answer you honestly. And she was like, you know, what do you see yourself, you know, doing? Do you think, you know, just having a break at Thanksgiving is going to be enough? And I was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. And she was like, the fact that you're saying that says a lot. And she was like, you know, I just want you to, you know, take a beat during Thanksgiving and think about what you want to do. Cause I'll support you. So if anything, and I really appreciated the fact that she was very forthcoming with me and that she basically made me realize you have a choice. Yeah. Like she you're was not like stuck here and you don't have to just stay in this place that you're exactly, in. Exactly. And she was even like, we can put you in um, the kindergarten classroom because at that point, one of our kindergarten teachers was moving out of state. So there was going to be a vacancy anyway. Like if we needed to get you out of a testing class, we'll do that. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll think about it over Thanksgiving. So over Thanksgiving, I don't know if, if this next conversation happened before that conversation, so I don't know if these plans were already in play, but one of my dear friends, Michelle, who's also Catholic, that's another little um, thing that connects us. I consider her like a big sister. We've been through a lot together. We've worked with each other, this, that, whatever. Um, One of her boys that I actually taught was doing some training in Florida. He's in the military. And she's like, hey, do you want to go to Dustin for a few days? And I'm like, Heck yeah. So I'm not sure if that was already in play or not, but if anything, we were going to Florida. Love it. Clarissa, I had the best time in the sense that it was so nice to not be at home, 
to just like be one with my thoughts, if you will. And I think have, have like the time and the space to like decompress with your yes, thoughts too. Yes. And like, just to like enjoy good company to like not be talking about work. I think by the time that trip was over, I had decided I'm not going back. Mm-hmm. And looking back at it, I would say even maybe nine months prior, I was making a concerted effort to have an emergency fund. So at this point in time, I was in a financial place where I could leave my job and be okay for like six months. Okay. So I was like, oh my God, I'm I'm not gonna go back. You know, Christmas time will be perfect because there's gonna be that transition of the kids being gone for a couple of weeks. And then when they come back in January, I just won't be there. Yeah. Our class sizes were small enough because our cohort was so needy that mm-hmm. it was gonna be a piece of cake to split them into three with the other three teachers. Um, and then coming back from Florida, I had Friendsgiving, which was so much fun. <laughs> and it. even just having made that big decision, I felt so much lighter. I felt like I was walking taller. Thanksgiving comes around with my parents and I'm like, listen, I'm really considering, um, leaving. And I think I had even had that conversation with my parents, like back in August, uh, because really all of this I hate to use the word drama, but all this despair pretty much happened right out the gate, right? Mm -hmm. So I had, my birthday was August 31st. I had canceled my birthday plans because I was just so distraught. So my, my, I remember my dad was like, listen, if you need to take a break, I support that. And the fact that my dad said that, cause you know, 30 year army veteran said that I'm like, okay, then like then it's it must be serious then if if dad is saying hey you need a break well and then also that it's okay yeah because like i almost felt like needed yeah because i almost felt like i was going to be a failure Hey friends, so I had to interrupt this episode to give a shout out to our partner today. We are doing things a little bit differently on the Born for This podcast. Instead of having weekly sponsors, I'm having weekly episode partners who are other creators who have positively impacted my life. Today's episode partner is Wonderfully Made Art. Now my friend Josie uses her God-given talents to create amazing watercolor, line art, and calligraphy pieces. One of my absolute favorite purchases was a custom design that incorporated a variety of gorgeous succulents that she made for my goddaughter's baptism gift. I was blown away by what she was able to make and how quickly my order was delivered. Head on over to her Instagram, give her a follow, and use the code BORNFORTHIS and receive 10% off your first purchase. That's wonderfully made art, W-A-N-D-E-R-F-U-L-L-Y-M-A-D-E dot A-R-T. Now let's get back to our chat. So Monday morning rolls in. I I remember like at that point, you know, it's dark already, like 6.45, it's still dark, sun's that out. But I remember walking up to my building, uh, classroom building, and like genuinely smiling. And the fact that people notice that, hey, Nieves, how are you? I'm great. I ended up telling my boss that afternoon. So like everybody was gone. There wasn't a whole lot of people in the building. And actually one of the girls that was still in the building was somebody that I had really confided in. And she just happened to come into my boss's office um, right after I had just told my boss. And she just looked at me and she was like, like she knew to like, okay, okay, we'll figure this out. Like that unspoken understanding. Like, yeah. Because I think I had even had conversations with some people that, you know, of considering of, of not returning 
at some mm-hmm. point, right? Um, and then I had to tell my team, which was incredibly uncomfortable. And I said it, uh, I was going to wait until a Friday, you know, to give well, them the yeah, weekend. because then you don't have to like see anybody for a few days. Right. But one of my teammates was like going to Vegas or something. She was going to, mm. she was leaving early. So like we had a team meeting um, when the kids are like in specials. So we still had half the day to go and like, we're wrapping up and I go, um, I have something to tell you. And like, I couldn't look at anybody in the eyes. Like I'm not coming back after Christmas. And the looks on their faces, like the, the one that was new to the team was like, what? Blondie, like my teammate that I called Blondie. She was like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? And then the other one was like, I mean, I knew it was going to happen, but surely after, you know, the end of the year and like, you're like, or now, sorry, you're like, not you're sorry. Like, you're like, you're to work today. Yeah. And like, it, it worked out in the sense that, well, it worked out for me in the sense that I helped split the kids up. Um, but I will tell you, um, in this profession, you're so easy to replace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as good as I felt, the tone definitely was different with the other people. Um, and I don't really hear from anybody. And, 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 it, and that kind of broke my heart in the sense that, like, don't you want to check up on me and see if I'm okay? Which mm-hmm. that's either here nor there, but even like the last few weeks, um, of my school year, because I still had maybe four weeks left. I had several teachers that I, it was surprising for them to say, you're so brave. Mm. That took a lot of courage. And I'm like, hearing, hearing those adjectives, like those are very strong, Absolutely. positive additives that was very validating for me to know that you know what you're doing it yeah absolutely for somebody to say that I'm like oh wow I guess this is something that you know I'm sure a lot of us feel like doing but can't for whatever reason and Mm -hmm. I made the decision you had prepared yourself you've been preparing yourself for that maybe even kind of a little bit subconsciously but just know like you knew that you were going to need more than a small emergency fund. Like you were yeah. prepared to yeah. for whatever was coming. And I think that that's so important. Like the way when you can look back at what was leading up to that and, you know, the six or eight months or sometimes even a year before a big decision is made and then how things unfold after you yeah. solidified the decision, the fact that yeah. your team Maybe not everybody, obviously not everybody's going to be happy with you because you're a wonderful person. So like if, if anybody would be, you know, upset to lose you as a teammate. Um, but I think hearing those affirmations, I feel like that that's such a confirmation from God. Like God, yeah. I feel like God gifts us with, he doesn't remove the hard feelings that are associated with a necessary change. Like I think it's really important that we feel those things. Yeah. But when you're validated, in th- throughout that whole process in whatever way. And in, in your case, it was by some coworkers who validated you so um, impactfully and intensely. I think that's like, that's what we look for when we're discerning, right? Is just to see, okay, like I just need that confirmation from God. And it sounds like he was giving it to you every step of the way. And I think also too, like there was a real genuine sense of peace. I don't know how else to describe it other than like, <laughs> my chest felt warm and fuzzy. Like, I don't know how else to say it, but it's just like, almost like a sense of quiet peace. Um, mm-hmm. that, it's it, like that, that inner chaos gets quiet. 
Yeah. Like that, that the, yeah. the jittery feeling or the anxiety or the worry or the, the knots of stress in your shoulders, you just feel, yeah. you feel all of that lesson. And the heaviness, the mm-hmm. heaviness was gone because really genuinely after I made that decision, I was smiling so authentically. I, I wasn't remember that. I remember seeing you on our Marco Polo because obviously we don't spend time in person in real life. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I remember seeing you on our, you know, video chatting and being like, oh, wow, that was, and I like just remember having that thought of like, this is, you are like, I, I remember thinking like, wow, that's so brave and so courageous, but you're so ready. Like, this is not something that you just jumped into without giving right. a thought. Like, you were so prepared for it. Yeah. And then I think that that gave way for the peace. Yeah. And I love to, to think about like, what are all the ways that peace came in and that weight was lifted? Because whenever we are trying to follow the will of God, you have to notice like, okay, this is the chaos that I feel right now. And then when you make that choice, typically I feel like most people notice a shift in, in that feeling, like either the yeah. chaos is totally gone or it's, it's very dramatically alleviated. Yeah. And you know, but when you're making the wrong choices consecutively, you just feel more and more and more and more and more chaos. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I think it really took a, maybe I'm being too dramatic using the word traumatic, but for me, like I'm such a planner, I'm such a planner. And like, even though I was financially prepared for this decision, after I made the decision, I was like, Oh, oh okay. Oh, what, what, what do I, now. what do I do now? Like, mm-hmm. and, and to have the faith to trust and know that I was going to be okay. It yeah. was a constant reminder. Like, you're going to be fine. You're going to be, you're going to be fine. Like God really mm-hmm. doesn't give you anything that you can't handle. Right. And I will tell you, there were times where I was so deep, dark in that where I'm just like, why God, why, why? why to grow from that? Like Mm -hmm. I feel so much stronger and proud of myself for making such a big decision to leave your job Mm -hmm. in the middle of the year. And, and really like, um, they didn't have to release me from my contract. Like, I'm just so grateful that all of that went okay. went Mm -hmm. fine. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't feel like I burned any bridges. Like I think it was done in the best way. Like very respectfully for everyone. Like you considered everyone in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I mean, that was, a. um, I think it was about nine months where I wasn't working. I did find some, um, short-term work, uh, working for Pearson, which is like a big testing company. We do other things too. Mm -hmm. And that was like a short stint in, I sold most of my classroom stuff. I was like, I'm never coming back to education. This was just the worst choice in profession. I was going to say that's such like part two of your story because, you know, you, you were just like so burned out with teaching. It was not what you wanted to do anymore. You were really closing that, that chapter. I felt like within that decision, you surrendered that career over to God and said like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is not this is not what I feel like you're calling me to. And you jumped in very, uh, fully, I feel like into that choice, which I feel like is really what God calls us to do so much of the time, which is terrifying, but you know, like you were, you were in it selling all your stuff, doing everything. And then, you know, okay. So you had, you had budgeted six months worth of funds 
but you didn't find a job within six months, right? Did not. So other than like the odd jobs that you mentioned, right. Part-time here and there. Right. Right. And I'm super thankful that my parents were kind enough to help me out along Mm -hmm. the way. Um, but then, you know, after my, after the money right now, I was like, okay, girl, you need to really start thinking about what is it that you want to do? And lo and behold, the education still kept coming into the, into the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe not in the classroom, but I kept seeing different things like, okay, okay, God, I get it. You don't mm-hmm. want me to leave education, you know, applied to a bunch of things, had some connections for some of them, no interviews. Um, and then there was one day where I was selling stuff on Facebook marketplace, some classroom stuff. And it was, um, an old administrator of mine. I'm like, Oh my God, Miss so-and-so wants to buy my stuff, which is awkward because like, I don't want anything to do with education. (laughs) Um, but like, you know, I, I knew that she kind of knew how the last few years had been in my, in Mm -hmm. my journey, right. My education journey. And so I met up with her and Clarissa, the conversation had to have been less than 10 minutes because it was after five o'clock on a hot summer day, you know, here in South central Texas, it's blazing, right? right. We're meeting in a parking yeah. lot. Exactly. Short little conversation. She had been promoted to building principal of a middle school. I'm like, Oh, and very casually. She's like, yeah, I need to fill a couple positions. Okay. And at this point I had considered going back into the classroom, but not in a tested subject. So in the state of Texas, we have the star test, which is mm-hmm. high stakes testing. And I was like, I would be willing to go back if that was not something held over my head, mm-hmm. like give me something else. And so our casual conversation led to, Hey, I need to fill a few, few positions. Oh, okay. And she basically was like, which one do you want? And I was like, wait, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> um, I mean, of course I had to apply this, that, whatever, but I had worked with her earlier on in my career when I was really on top of my game. So like after I left middle school, I tried my hand at high school, a different district that was mm, okay, but I didn't feel like I grew professionally jumping down to elementary. I knew that that age group just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So to hear somebody that I used to work with still hold me in such high esteem, made me feel so good. Mm -hmm. Made me feel like affirming. Yeah. Like, Oh my gosh. Like she has no hesitation being like, which one of those would you want to do? No hesitation whatsoever. And I'm like, okay, okay. I'll think about it. Uh, I thought about it maybe like half an hour apply, <laughs> applied maybe that evening. I think two days later had an interview. Um, school was starting that Monday and I think I didn't get a call until later that week. So I ended up starting like the second week of school. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the best years of, of my career. Wow. Um it honestly, it leaves me speechless. Like I, not going to get emotional, but, um, can though, it's laughing. <laughs> but I'm going to like, it was so nice to get my groove back. Yeah. And that just made me feel so good. It just made me realize 
Alex, you're, you're good at this. Mm-hmm. You're really good at this. You're good and effective. And to have the support from my assistant principal and my building principal, like that speaks, oh, that makes, that speaks volumes. And that makes such a difference in an educator's life. And like, I remember towards the end of the year, um, having a conversation with them too. And they were like, so we really want you to think about, you know, moving up to eighth grade because the position that I had was as a intervention teacher. So I was more like support as opposed to being the one solely responsible for data because I had mm-hmm. even told her, I was like, you know, you know how the last few years have been. I don't know yeah. if I feel comfortable yet to have my name attached to that type data, of data, a data sheet. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, you've done really well. <laughs> Would you maybe think about going back to the regular classroom? I was like, I'll think about it. But like, even just to have that as an option. And I remember Mm -hmm. being in that office and telling my boss through like teary eyes, I'm like, thank you so much for having faith in me and bringing me back. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Like, I feel like those are situations where like God just so richly rewards that surrender and that trust and that faith in him. I always envision that, that, um, picture where, you know, the little girl's like grasping the little teddy bear and God's like, Hey, like, you know, give this to me. I have something better for you. And he's got this gigantic teddy bear behind his back. And it's like, Oh, but I, but I know what this is and this is comfortable. Like, can I, but just like, God just wants to bless that effort and wants to call us into places where we're going to be so fulfilled and be able to use all of our gifts and our talents and, yeah. you know, cause all of that glorifies him, you know, in the long run. And so I think that's so, ugh, I just love this story and I love, I just love talking about it because it's, it's just like, God just really sh- was shining in, in that whole year. And especially oh, yeah. in this, you know, in this last year of you teaching in your new job as yeah. well, and you being able to say like, okay, I got my groove back. And I think it's important to note too, like you weren't, you weren't like a sloth in that, that six to eight months or whatever that you were off work. Like you were reading personal development books. You were applying for jobs. You were making connections and networking and you were on it with all, you know, in in so many different aspects of life of just like, you did not waste that time that he gave you. Like he, he called you to a time of renewal and like refreshing, I feel like but you made such productive use of, wow. of that time. And I think that's so awesome. And I just remembered something. So um, I had mentioned that like, I'm a, I'm a planner, right? Mm-hmm. So during this like time of waiting, I don't remember what feast day it was, but went to mass. It was um, at my, at my parish. And the mass that I went to was the mass with all of the students, all the kids. I was like, Oh my God here we go um but I'm after that mass I was like you know what let's just be spontaneous today let's just go do this that whatever and it's just me I'm just cute and dressed up so like I went across town we have this beautiful outdoor mall went across town and didn't go shopping because hello no money no money but I treated myself to um we have a cake boss uh bakery here mm-hmm. treated myself to a pastry and coffee sat under a tree loved it but I was like, what am I going to do now? I think I did end up going shopping, went to Ulta, but like on the other side of town. And then after that, I was like, hmm, what am I going to do now? Took myself to the museum to go see a, um, 
the name escapes me, but there was an awesome art exhibit. I'm like, I'm going to go by myself after that. Went to go have lunch at this super little bougie cafe that I love. It was the best (laughs) day. It was the best day because I just like, I don't like surrendered that day. I was like, cool. I don't, I don't want to be home. Let's go do, let's go do all the things that I wanted to do during this time off. Let's go enjoy the day. Yeah. And like, even that would, that day was such a blessing. And I will tell you now, like, um, I mean, of course, like, you know, every now and then you have those sad days, like, you know, right now we're dealing with the COVID-19, what's school going to look like stuff. But like every day that I have an awesome day, like I acknowledge it and I say, thank you Mm -hmm. because those nine months of (laughs) despair and sadness and not knowing what was going to go on. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what each day would look like. So now I make a concerted effort that if I'm having a really good day or really good moment to stop and say, thank you. Oh my gosh. And that's, oh, thank you for reminding me of that too. I I'm right there with you in this mindset of like, what does it look? I know that like God delights in us and in our, our lives and what we're doing when, especially when we're following his will. But how often do we take the time to pause and delight in him and what he is doing in our lives? Right. And I've noticed that I've made a more conscious effort just in the last like maybe month to say, okay, how can I delight in God and what he is doing? Because oftentimes I can get burned out or run down because my, the goals that I have for my life, like he's not fulfilling them in the order that I want him to. And so it's not that I'm not being blessed. I'm just picky about the way he's choosing to bless me, (laughs) which is like, hello, that's not like, it's not our job to tell God how, I mean, yeah, we can tell him how we want it, but we need to accept like the way that he's going to bless us because hello, divine intervention and good timing and all that. But Oh my gosh. I I didn't even think of it like that. So to hear you say it, I'm like, Oh, mm, he's blessing us in other ways. Mm -hmm. Might not be how we want it. Yeah. But you're so right. It's wild. Well, thank you so much for, Oh my gosh, just joining me and sharing so much goodness because that was just so good. And God just really I mean, obviously he shows up in our lives and he shows up often, but I, that was just such a big way that you allowed him to use your life. And I think I just have to give a like little side note because, you know, Alex, you are a single woman and I feel like that level of courage and bravery to leave your job went up like times 10 million because, you know, when you're a single income household, like, you know, I I am as well, you really have to be uh, mindful in so many different ways because you don't have that, uh, you know, a spouse's salary to fall back on or, you know, so I, it's just, it's, it's kind of like, you feel like you're, it's you against the world a lot of the time. And so (laughs) I think that it's, that even magnifies like the level of trust that you put in God to say, okay, I know like I've prepared for this. And then I also know, like I'm praying for this and you're going to take care of me. So for all the single ladies listening, you know, I just want to give a little encouragement and shout out to that, that aspect as well. Thank you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I just feel like you're probably going to be a re, uh, reoccurring guest because I just know that God uses you a lot. So I'm sure that there's many more stories that, <laughs> that we could talk about of his. Oh, that was his- so lovely. That's so lovely of you to say. Thank you. Wow. You're welcome. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, 
thank you so much guys for joining us today and going down this beautiful trip of memory lane of our friendship and <laughs> like <laughs> Alex's like career roller coaster and all of that. And well, and the roller coaster continues because COVID. So yeah, but I just, yeah. I want to thank everybody for joining us today and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Hey friends, I want to thank you for hanging out with me for the first season of the Born for This podcast. It's been an absolute joy to share some of my sweet friends and their stories with you. I hope you've enjoyed these episodes as much as I have, and I want to wish you a very blessed Advent season, a Merry Christmas, and a Happy New Year. Now rest assured, I'll be back next year bringing you another season of phenomenal guests and some solo episodes too. So make sure you're subscribing so that you don't miss a thing. If you want to keep in touch with me between seasons, head on over to my Instagram. You can find me at Clarissa underscore Christensen. I'd love to connect with you and get to know you and also hear about your incredible stories as well. So feel free to drop me a message in my DMs if you have a story that you think I need to hear. And as always, remember that you were chosen by God to be in this world for a specific reason. Whatever God is calling you to, I hope you know you were born for this.